What is up, everybody? Episode 59 of J5, Getting Live, here on Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. What a time in New York. The nasty Nets got so much going on, they're falling apart. Them and the Knicks battling tomorrow night. Knicks 5 and 5, Nets 4 and 7, Devils, Rangers, Islanders all playing pretty well. Devils and Rangers doing better. Nobody's ready for hockey talk yet. Mets bring back Edwin Diaz. We'll get to that. Get to the embarrassing Yankee press conference by Brokeman and Aaron Goon on Friday. But we're going to start with the 6-3 New York Jets. I can't believe it. They won at home. As an 11-point underdog against the Buffalo Bills. And to be quite honest, they showed a lot. That defense played its butts off on Sunday. Like a top five defense in the league. That's what they looked like. Even when the offense struggled and couldn't find their footing. The Jets' defense was up to the task. They gave up 17 points all day. 17 points to the Buffalo Bills. Not one touchdown pass did Josh Allen have. They scored on two Josh Allen touchdown runs and a long field goal by Tyler Bass. The Jets' defense dominated this game five sacks sauce Gardner has arrived as one of the top corners in this league the Jets could be a force to be reckoned with but the problem for them is going to be the same problem the quarterback is going to have to do more at some point And when he has to do more, we're going to learn a lot about him. 18 of 25 for 154 yards and a touchdown. Here's the bottom line. That's not going to be enough. We're going to learn more in two weeks when they play the Pats up in New England. We're going to learn more when they go up to Buffalo in the cold. And we're going to learn more when they go to Miami the last week of the season. And against the Vikings and so on. The second half of the schedule is not easy for the Jets. A lot of games against a lot of winning teams and a lot of tough places to go. Two out of their last three on the road. All division road games to finish the year. But this Jets defense has arrived. And they arrived in a big way. And the offensive line arrived. It didn't matter who was blocking for them, who was out, no Mekhi Becton all year, Dwayne Brown hurt, AVT out for the year. No. The last drive of the game when they needed one, they ran the ball down the Buffalo Bills' throats and the Bills had no answer. 
And as a team that's supposed to contend for a Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills should be embarrassed by the effort they put forth on Sunday. But in the toughest division in the NFL at the moment, the Jets are a half game back of first place. I can't believe I'm saying it. I know I like them to go over their win total this year. Five and a half. It's over. I know I said to Zance when we talked, they should challenge for a wild card spot. And they will. But I did not expect the Jets to be a half game out of first place right now. It's incredible what they've done. Two and one in the division. They're only lost to New England. They get a chance to avenge that next weekend up in New England. This week they get the bye. And we're going to learn about Zach Wilson and more about Robert Sala and this team. But this coaching staff was utterly prepared on Sunday. This team looked well coached. They looked prepared. They had a game plan and they stuck with it. And you got to be proud of them. If you're a Jets fan, now's the time to be excited. I think we got exciting times coming here. We're going to have both New York teams in the playoffs. That's what I expect. Now, I'm going to touch on the Giants real quick. Sounds like uh, Kenny Galladay is going to be back based on what Brian Dayball said today in his press conference. Xavier McKinney got hurt over the bye. Way less than ideal. Not great at all. The Giants are going to lose a Pro Bowl caliber safety and their leader of the defense. And it's going to hurt. He's out at least four weeks. And here's the bottom line. The Giants are going to have to figure out how to piece it together. Three of those four games are against teams who could really throw the ball. The Lions might suck, but they could throw the ball. Heineke, we know he could sling it. And Dallas, Dak could sling it. So, here's the bottom line. Giants are going to have to piece it together. But they've been piecing it together all year. And just like the Jets, they've also exceeded expectations. That's that. Knicks and Nets play tomorrow. Neither team looks that great. Nets dealing with all the Kyrie drama. No shock. Everything with him is dramatic. He said some some very dumb, insensitive things. And none of the things that he said are condoned on J5 getting live. We stand with the Jewish people. So I'm just going to say that. But the Nets have a whole slew of problems, whether it be a new head coach. They don't play defense. They don't look cohesive. If Durant doesn't carry the load, they got problems. Ben Simmons isn't healthy. None of it's shocking. The whole team sucks. They got to blow it all up. And the Knicks, same thing. They beat up on bad teams. They don't beat good teams. They need a superstar. They don't have defined roles for their guys. And they're just piecing it all together. 
to the Mets. Big move by the Mets to bring back Edwin Diaz. They probably, they make him the highest paid closer in baseball. He deserves so. He's had a great two-year run. Last year was incredible. And we're going to get to watch him for the next five years. I think there's an opt-out in there. Um, but bottom line, great move by the Mets. Lock him up. Now you hear that their focus has turned to Nimmo. I expect Nimmo to get done pretty quickly here. I don't think they want to lose him. And I think that basically DeGrom is going to test free agency. And we're going to find out how much he likes New York. I keep hearing different things that he likes New York. He wants to be here. We're going to wait and find out. But the scary rumor of the weekend came out already. And it's that the Mets are interested in Trey Turner. And if Steve Cohen and the Mets open up the pocketbook, open up the wallet, and give Trey Turner big money, he is going to let you know that he's not playing around. Because Trey Turner is going to get a $250 million deal. He covers every category. He's one of the best shortstops, best second baseman in baseball. Guy could play either spot. And if the Mets are going to pair him with Lindor, it's going to be big problems for the rest of the NL East. And that's the early rumor. But you've also heard that him and Bryce are pretty tight from their time at the Nationals. He might go to Philly. Philly's just let Gene Segura go. So we're going to see. But I think... That if Steve Cohen makes a play for Trey Turner, things are going to get interesting in the NL East. And in New York, because the Mets will run the NL. And they'll run the city. Because of the embarrassment that Brian Brokeman and Aaron Goon are to this city. And it starts with the clown owner, Hal Steinbrenner. You get your teeth kicked in by the Houston Astros who go and win a World Series. Literally just embarrassed. You can barely get a hit. Can't even score a couple measly runs except on the elimination game. And you still lose. Then... You two clowns. One of you doesn't even have a contract. And the other one, nobody knows how you have a job. Broke man doesn't have a contract. And goon, nobody understands how he has a job. Hal lets them both talk. Goon goes first. He talks about how IKF and Donaldson got robbed and they should have won gold gloves. Lies. Talks about how IKF is going to compete for the shortstop job next year. No idea why the Yankees would do that. But whatever. Talks about how they're going to have to get better to beat the Astros. Obviously, because they have no shot right now. Team sucks. Then he talks about the process. I don't know what process Aaron Goon has. But it's not good. 
The Yankees have regressed since he's become the manager here. The year before he got here, they lost in Game 7 of the ALCS. They had a 3-2 lead in that series. And they lost to the eventual world champion Astros. The next year, they lost in five games. They didn't win the division. They lost in five games, four games to the Red Sox. Year after that, ALCS, losing six games to the Astros in what was not a very competitive series. Then, COVID season, losing the wild card round, expanded playoffs to the Rays. Then, they lose to the Red Sox in the one-game wild card. And then finally, a sweep at the hands of the Houston Astros, who again win a world championship. So, Aaron Goon... You have no process. Then that loser, Brian Brokeman, gets up and talks also about the process and how him and Hal are operating on a handshake deal. Hal's asked him to come back and he wants to come back and be the GM of the Yankees. And they're going to, you know, work the deal out. But he doesn't really have any answers at the moment on if he has a new deal talks about the process over the results and that when you have a good process the results don't matter bull crap brian broke man you aren't the cash man anymore you're the broke man you traded for 38 year old josh donaldson and his two-year, $44 million contract. You traded for Isaiah Connor falefa and told us that he was a gold-glove caliber shortstop. And he booted plays that my four-year-old niece could make. Embarrassing. You did not improve this team at all. And the start to the year was a farce. They are not built for October. They're not a good team. And the owner is a loser for letting you continue to have a job for life. You're on scholarship, as my man Carl Banks says. And you can't keep being on scholarship. Hal doesn't want to change because it's a lot of work. And Hal doesn't care about the Yankees. Hal cares about chicken buckets, $55 parking, and selling enough tickets to line his pockets. And the sooner you Yankee fans, myself included, realize it and stop going to games, the sooner this team will improve. Because change is the only way the Yankees will win a World Series. I said it back in August as the Yankees were choking away a division. I wish they would have choked it. I said... Aaron Goon will never win a World Series here in New York, and I stick by it. The Yankees are lost. They have become a loser franchise. Their World Series drought is at 13 years. It's going to keep going. 
And when they don't sign Aaron Judge, don't worry. And don't come crying to me. Because it's going to happen. He's leaving. I can't talk anymore about this or I'm just going to continue to get upset. Because overall, there's a lot of good things going on in New York sports. The Jets, the Giants, the Devils, the Rangers. Good things. I'm not going to let the Yankees get me down. So that's an episode of J5 Getting Live. I'll be back Thursday with picks for the weekend. Talking keys to victory for the G-Men. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at J-O-H-N-M-U-R-A-C-H-A-N-I-A-N. Follow me on TikTok, J, the number five, G-E-T-T-I-N-L-I-V-E, J5, out.